Grab your Bibles, if you will, and open them to um, Matthew 26. And I have, as a text this morning, only one verse. One verse. Unusual indeed, but only one verse. It's the 26th verse of Matthew 26, which reads as follows. Now, as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, broke it, gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God, it endures forever. Guys, in a few minutes, uh, I'm going to ask you to do that same thing. I'm going to ask you to take and eat. Now, one of the things that uh, people like me do uh, when we're trying to arrange for something to say on a, on a Sunday morning that's worth listening to is that when we find words like these, um, take and eat, we, we kind of like to understand what, what's behind the word, etc. And, and very frankly, it's, it's nothing mysterious. But one thing that I did find is that there's another place in the scriptures where that same combination of verbs is found. Um, in a minute, I'm, I'm going to ask you to take and eat. But before I do that, I want you to see another place where the same combination of verbs, take, eat, are found. The scenes, the incidences, the events are <laughs> incredibly dissimilar. So you, you keep your finger in Matthew 26 and flip over, if you will, to Genesis 3. Again, I'll only read you one verse out of Genesis 3. It's verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took and ate. She took of its fruit and ate. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. There's those, those same two verbs that you find in Matthew 26, take, eat, are also contained in Genesis 3, 6, she took and ate. But that's about the only thing, as you can well understand, is about the only thing similar about those two passages, is that they have um, the same combination of two verbs, take and eat. Now, one of these scenes is really bad. The other one is, is really good. Now, what makes one bad and the other good? Well, just, just some, some comparisons for a minute. First of all, guys, um, you do notice, don't you, in Genesis 3, that Eve is responding to an invitation that is extended her by Satan. She's duped. She's, she's believed the, the lie of Satan. She has exchanged the truth of God for the lie. She is responding to a lie. 
over here in Matthew 26. Um, we, as we take and eat in a minute, are going to be responding to an invitation from someone altogether different. Eve responded to the invitation of Satan. You and I are going to respond to the invitation of Jesus, the one to, who claimed to be consummate truth. Now, who's telling the truth? Is the invitation in Genesis 3 the truth? Or is the invitation of Matthew 26 the truth? A lot of difference based on who does the inviting. Another dissimilarity has to do with timing. Eve is doing something um, before sin is ever entered. So she is in this event trying to figure out the very thing that I just mentioned. She's trying to figure out who is telling me the truth. God said this. He says that. Who's telling me the truth? This is long before. I mean, this is not long, but this is before sin is entered. And she's trying to figure out who's telling me the truth. Now, in Matthew 26, sin has been around for quite a while. And uh, for 33 years, Jesus has lived in a context of sin. He, um, in a context of humiliation, that is, his humiliation. He is, um, he, he is facing the ravages of what Eve set in motion in Genesis chapter 3. God has tasted, God in the person of Jesus Christ, has tasted the results of the ravages of sin. And so now, in Matthew 26, he's about to do something that will undo everything that sin has done. You know, guys, uh, one of my favorite quotes from the Lord of the Rings, um, some of you, I, I don't know whether you like the Lord of the Rings, Tolkien's great work, and of course it was all they were all made into movies. Um, but one of my favorite quotes from that whole series is is towards the end of the third book. Do you, do you remember um, uh, Frodo has done his deed and he's thrown the ring into the to the pit and uh, everything's? But anyway, after all that, Frodo and Samwise Gamgee are are walking back to the Shire and and they run into Gandalf. And Samwise Gamgee says, Gandalf, I thought you were dead. And Gandalf says, well, I thought I was too. But And then Samwise Gamgee says, Gandalf, is everything sad about to become untrue? Is everything sad being undone? Yeah. Yeah. Everything sad is about to be undone. The sadness introduced in Genesis 3 is about to be undone in the events that follow Matthew 26. There's another dissimilarity that I want to draw your attention to in these two passages where you find the same set of verbs. Is the intent. Gang, in Genesis 3... Eve wants to be God so that she might then control her own destiny. And she's, she's, she's believed the lie 
that she can be like God. And that's a lie that is believed by countless millions today that we can be in control, that we can become God or gods. In Matthew 26, God has become man so that through him, you and I might be reconciled to the God that we rebelled at. Now, guys, those are just some some dissimilarities of a passage that has a similar set of verbs to them. But here's really my point. Today, you and I are going to go to this table, or actually we're going to bring the, the elements to you. But some of you will be taking and eating for many of the same reasons that Eve took and ate. You're believing a lie. You haven't quite figured out what all of this broken body and shed blood stuff is about in the first place. Others of us will be taking and eating. We'll be doing the same thing. We'll be doing the se- we'll be going through the same motions for an altogether different set of reasons. Um, we will um, we will be responding to the invitation of Jesus Christ to take and eat. Some of you won't. We will be participating because we think our sin has been dealt with. And you won't be. We will conclude that the one who has told us the truth is Jesus Christ. And some of you are not yet convinced. We will be participating because we understand what these things, these symbols are all about. Broken body and shed blood. We know the rich, redemptive significance of these emblems. You don't. You still haven't quite gotten it. The beauty of the gospel has not yet overtaken you. And so this will be another religious ritual, the significance of which is missed. Because you hadn't figured out what this shed blood and broken body stuff is. Guys, in a very real sense, your understanding of the differences of Genesis 3 and Matthew 26 will determine how you take and eat. Do you understand the disaster that occurred in Genesis 3? And the remedy for that disaster in Matthew 26. We're all going to do, or most of us are going to do the same thing. But depending on how you answer 
or depending on your understanding of the differences in this story and this story, will determine how you take and eat. Gang, there's a very real sense that every time we do this, this sacrament produces a crisis of faith for everybody. Who do you believe? Who do you believe is telling you the truth? Has your sin been properly dealt with? And do you understand the rich significance behind this broken body and shed blood stuff? If you do, then come, take, eat. If you don't, let me recommend with, with every... with every um, piece of empathy that I can. If you've not figured this out yet, don't take. Don't eat. Stay away from this. That's not, um, that's not our church law. That's something that Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11. To come with misunderstandings about what you're doing is to bring um, it is to bring spiritual damage to yourself. So, ladies and gentlemen, come, take eat. If you're responding to the white one after your sin has been dealt with and you understand the rich significance of broken body and shed blood. Let's pray. Our Father, um, we thank you for these reminders of what is the truth of the gospel. There is, um, it's a very difficult thing to miss the message of the gospel when we participate in this sacrament. And I pray that no one here will do that. That no one will miss what is happening and unfolding before them. That no one will misunderstand what they're handling and what what meaning is behind these emblems. But Father, for those of us who do, we come all over again to, to, to tell you of our great need for Jesus Christ. We recognize it afresh, and we come to grasp him again. It's not that we are um, being resaved. But we are recommitting, O oh God, our whole soul to his finished work. Saying again that because of the life that he lived that I couldn't live. Because of the death that he died that I should have died. We come to claim the merits of Jesus Christ all over again. Might that great reminder take place in the the hearts and souls of your people this morning. We ask it, of course, in Jesus' name.